0: Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart Pet Food Formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Yeah, let's not talk about me. This is about you. This is all about A-Rod. This is A-Rod. First of all, I want to thank A-Rod for joining me today. He's a very busy man. Mm -hmm. He is one of the busiest entrepreneurs around, and he has uh, so many things going on. But Do you have time to watch every single Yankee game?
3: Oh, I wish. I wish. Did you watch last night? I did not.
0: Do you know the score?
3: Oh, you don't even know? The, the thing is, Martha, is like now with my acquisition of the Minnesota Timberwolves, the NBA team, I, I can only watch so many things. Bandwidth is only so much. And last night I had a two-hour dinner with both of my daughters, and we just laughed our ass off. And that's my focus.
0: Well, that's good. But I would guess that... I mean, I went out to a restaurant where they have a big TV so I could be up to date on all the statistics of the Yankees. So I guess it was for naught since you're not even watching. Now, when you were a Yankee, an active Yankee, I, I still consider you a Yankee. I think everybody does. Were you as good as they are this year or better?
3: Well, I mean, look, I think we were all over the place. I mean, I think 09 was the best year. We won the World Championship, the 27th title in Major League history for the, for the Yankees. And there were some years that we struggled, for, but for the most part, we were always pretty good.
0: And Eric Judge hit his league-leading eleventh home run last night.
3: Aaron Judge is one. I think Aaron Judge may be my favorite player in the majors today. And there's a. Look, can I tell you why? Yeah. Well, first of all, like he's this like great, big, handsome, great face of Major League va- Baseball. He's six foot seven, two hundred and eighty pounds. Has a vertical of like 30 inches. He could have played football at Stanford and Notre Dame and chose to play baseball. And now he's the face of the Yankees. He's the best player in the Yankee roster. And as you said, now they have the best record in major league baseball,
0: but close second, or at least equal is the Mets. Yes. Now you tried with JLo to buy the Mets. What happened?
3: Well, well, we came in second, so I say we were the the second winner, <laughs> and uh, we ran into a buzzsaw saw. I mean, with a guy like um, Steve Cohen, who is one of the wealthiest people around in the world, he's a longtime Mets fan, and he won fair and square, and he's doing an incredible job with that franchise. And it's good for baseball to have wealthy owners who are extremely passionate and are deploying tons of capital into our game.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's very exciting to see New York with two strong, strong teams again, because it was kind of boring. We didn't have the World Series here for a while.
3: Well, let me tell you, this could be a rematch of the 2000 Subway Series, which would be incredible. You'll be there. I will. And when I cover the postseason every year, it's hard for me, because I have to keep it kind of like Switzerland and just be neutral and stuff. But it's hard when the Yankees are playing. I... You know, Big Poppy goes for the Red Sox, and of course, I go for the Yankees.
0: Well, the last time I saw you was earlier this year at the Super Bowl weekend. You were at Shutters uh, having breakfast, and yes. we just said a quick hello, and you seem to be enjoying yourself. How is life? We have to ask the question How is life after JLo?
3: You know, Martha, thank goodness, no regrets. Life is good. I'm very fortunate. I wake up every morning and thank the good Lord for my health. Uh, for my beautiful daughters who are now 17 and 14 that is my number one focus in life you know my father left me and my mother and my two siblings when i was just 10 years old and i remember as a young man praying and saying you know dear lord if if you ever give me an opportunity to be a father uh, that's going to be my number one responsibility in life and it's been the greatest gift I'm very lucky to have a great co-parent in Cynthia. She's one of my dear friends. She's a wonderful human being. Uh, She has a master's in psychology. I paid for that degree because, Martha, I knew early on when we were married (laughs) that we needed a psychologist full-time in-house for me. (laughs) Uh, So she's great. We we have a great time co-parenting Natasha and Ella. And
0: what do the girls do? What what grades are they in?
3: So I have uh, a junior and an eighth grader. Natasha is starting to look at colleges. Her top three schools right now are Michigan, in which we visited twice, uh, Yale and Princeton. So, you know, it's hard to get into these colleges. So, um, you know, we have our fingers crossed and we have other options as well. Is
0: she an athlete? I mean, Michigan is such an athletic school.
3: She is an athlete, she's athletic, but her whole mission is to follow Broadway and to one day be in Broadway in New York, to be a dancer, a singer, a producer. And both Michigan and Yale have great drama departments. And uh, that's why those are two out of three.
0: Oh, great. Well, that is so, so great. And what about your younger daughter?
3: My younger daughter, it's a little bit more of a hybrid. She likes the dancing, but she's really into producing. And she's really savvy when it comes to business. And she's really interested in the Timberwolves. Uh, I think one day she looks at Jeannie Buss as someone who could potentially run the Timberwolves. So she has great ambitions in sports, entertainment, and dancing.
0: Wow. Pretty fantastic. I advise you to spend a lot of time with them and teach them all you know, because you know a lot. From the age of 17, so you did not go to college, I guess.
3: Mm -mm. Right
0: out of high school, you got a big contract to go and play shortstop. For whom?
3: I was drafted number 1-1 one, one in 1993 out of Westminster Christian here in Miami, Florida. I was signed by the Seattle Mariners uh, for $1.35 million, which in 1993 felt like a billion dollars, especially when you grew up with very little. It was my mother and my brother and my sister right here in Miami. We shared a, a small apartment and then a small house, and off I went. That started my 25-year career. And here we are. What are you, 6'46 now? Oh, gosh. Yes. But let's not say that. (laughs) He's (laughs) 26.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's had a (laughs) 25-year career in baseball, guys. (laughs) You're not old. 46 is young, A-Rod.
3: Come on. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You look amazing. Thank you. Are you you. in the best physical shape you've ever been in?
3: And look, talking about amazing, I read your New York Times article. You look amazing.
0: Thank you. You Thanks. get better
3: with age, like uh, like a fine wine. That's the goal. I'm in great shape. You know, I actually altered um, my schedule a little bit, and I'll share it with you. I've told my office that uh, I don't want to look at my phone before noon, and the reason why is I was getting so consumed before nine a.m. that I didn't have any time for myself. So now I get up, I have my coffee. The girls woke me up this morning. They go to school. I go to the gym. Then I try to get in the sauna, a little steam, a little meditation. And then my first meeting is right here on this desk, usually at 1230 in person or Zoom. And uh, it's brought so much more balance to my life. And one of the things that I've learned is that you can only make two or three decisions per day that are really good and solid. The minute you start going too wide and shallow, uh, i rather go narrow and deep.
0: Well, how broad is your office staff? I mean, do you have... Do you have other people that bounce off ideas? How how do you organize your office?
3: I mean, if you look at our organization between real estate, private equity, and venture, we have over 500 people spread all over the country and and, and all over the world. But our management team, uh, which sits between Miami, New York, and LA, is probably uh, about 25.
0: Well, that's a sizable company. Can you go public?
3: My wish is never to go public, although... We have you know, a number of companies, well over 30 companies in our portfolio, in which the past few years, we've taken about six or seven of them public, but oh, okay. not A Rock Corp, which is our parent company here.
0: It's just amazing. In a short period of time, since what year did you leave the Yankees?
3: I left in August of 2016. My last game was at Yankee Stadium on August 12th. And it was one of the, the saddest and also happiest days of my life because- My mother was there. My two daughters were there and friends and family from all over the world who followed me and supported me over a 25 year career. And I was able to retire in the bright lights of the greatest stadium in the world for the greatest franchise in the world. And the fans gave me a nice, beautiful, loving exit.
0: And a nice standing ovation. I remember. I remember. I watched that game. Thank you. And we were sad that you were leaving baseball, but boy, you must be happy that you have come out on top with such an amazing stable of companies with uh, so many diverse interests. What made you invest in basketball?
3: Yeah, you know, it's a good question, Martha. Ever since I was 10 years old, I've always wanted to be involved in, in business and baseball. Uh, never thought that basketball would be such an integral part of my adult life. You mentioned the Mets when Mark Laurie, Jennifer and Vinny Viola, Mike Rupoli, We had an incredible group of people that were going to buy it together. Uh, we learned a great deal. The process was almost a year long. We had great, great best people at the table with us. And it was a great educational process. And what we realized is that baseball is not just a sport, but it's a media and entertainment platform, whereas an octopus of opportunities that runs 365 24 seven. And if you thought baseball was the only part, it was a big mistake because ultimately you're basically entertaining your consumer base and you want to do that over and over, just like you do, Martha. You've done so well for decades. When we looked at it, we came up short. The team traded for about $2.4 billion. And we were obviously very sad and a little depressed when we didn't get the team. A few months later, here come the Timberwolves opportunity. We were like a fine tuned machine, we really knew where all the levers were in baseball. And we were very well versed. And when the opportunity came, we said, oh, my goodness, it's a great league. It has tremendous tailwinds. It's a global sport, tremendous leadership with Adam Silver and Mark Tatum. And the value is a billion dollars less for a billion five. So Martha, Mark, Laurie, and I, with Glenn Taylor and Becky Taylor, who are our partners, they've owned the franchise for almost 30 years. They're Born and raised Minnesota, folks. Fantastic human beings. Within six or seven days, we got the deal done, basically in the back of the envelope. And then we agreed, shook hands, and then we went to long form and signed the deal like six weeks later.
0: Wow. That is so you know unimaginable, really. But
3: Minnesota, do you like going to Minnesota? I do. And you would too, Martha. It is a great, great town. First of all, I love the summer's best because it has 10,000 lakes. It's is the, the city of Lakes uh, and the state of Lakes with over 10,000 of them. A lot of people don't know this, but the LA Lakers started in Minnesota and Lakers is for lakes. So they started in oh. Minnesota and then went to LA.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
3: Right? And then the Timberwolves came and it's a wonderful city. It's got great people. There's a great saying that people from Minnesota never leave. And the few that leave always come back. Is the ninth wealthiest city in the country. You have 18 of Fortune 500 companies that reside right there in Minneapolis, and uh, it's a city of champions that is starving for a world champion.
0: So do you think the Timberwolves are going to go to someplace else, follow the Lakers?
3: Great question. No, I don't think so. I think Mark and I are, are really committed to Minneapolis. We love the franchise. Last year, Martha, you appreciate this. We only had 23 wins. Uh, This is our first year of ownership. We had 46 wins this year. We had uh, about 17 sellouts. And TV ratings were up about 50%.
0: Well, that's what you're talking about, entertainment. And your ownership, I'm sure, increased the interest in in the team so much that people are watching and coming and rooting for those Timberwolves. It's really great. Thank you. Yeah, well, have good luck with that. Thank you. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart Pet Food Formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags, and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. The
2: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters—
1: LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
0: Do you think the stress and the challenges of being a pro athlete, I mean, they're intense really made you a really better businessman?
3: Look, I think with business, just like sports, and you know this, like they consider you and I pretty hardworking people, but we love what we do. And you you can't fake it, right? Like I I love being uh, at my desk. I love being with our team here because I love business so much. And I'm a student at heart like you. I like to read everything, understand anything. I understand what I know really well, but more importantly, I know what I don't. No. And I surround myself with talent that's top tier and complementary to my set of skills. Um, But I think what what baseball helped me the most is twofold. Number one is a game of failure. If if you fail 70 percent of the time, you end up in Cooperstown at the Hall of Fame. Now, there's no other business in the world that you fail 70 percent and you end up in the highest form, which is the Hall of Fame. That's one. So I'm used to failing. I'm used to getting back up and being resilient and gritty and rolling up my sleeves. The second part that I think has been very beneficial is Mm. people think that like you and I work hard and, and they say, well, Alex, how are you able to travel? And you come to the office every day, but this is nothing compared to my Yankee schedule. We play 200 games in 232 days. Wow. And those 32 days are not just days off. Half those days you're flying across the country landing in the middle of the night and having to play the next day so there's nothing that i do here at a corp as the leader chairman and founder and ceo of this company that will ever compare to the grueling schedule of being a yankee
0: i did not know that that's the schedule was that intense well i remember when i visited your house in miami you had the most amazing gym interior inside gym there what do you have now at home
3: i have a similar gym uh, more cardio equipment i try to do a lot of stretching. Uh, I like to mix it up in in everything that I do. I'm doing a little CrossFit. I do a little hot yoga. I do some running. I play a little pickleball.
0: Oh, yeah. Pickleball is fun, don't you think?
3: Yeah, it's like half-court basketball. That's kind of my thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like fun.
0: Well, let's get off sports a little bit and into your ability to attract and also to respect strong women you describe your mom as a real hard worker. Tell us a little bit about your mother.
3: Yeah, my mom was you know, born in Dominican, uh, spent a long time in, uh, in New York City, brought my family here to New York, where I was born in 1975. I worked for General Motors for many, many years. And then we uh, ended up making the move to Miami. When my father left at the age of 10, she ended up taking on two jobs and responsibility uh, inheriting the responsibility of being a mother and a father. And she did an incredible job, inspired me, uh, ended up being a secretary in the morning. She served tables at night. And, you know, my brother and my sister, Joe and Susie, they kind of became like the secretary of sports. And my sister became like the secretary of education. And my mom just kept the lights on for us. And uh, and off we went.
0: And then you um, have also dated really fabulous women. I mean, every single woman that you appeared with in the tabloids was a fabulous actress or a performer or were you always just attracted you just wanted the most beautiful women in the world on your arm (laughs) (laughs)
3: let me drink a little coffee on that one (laughs) (laughs) nick do we have any vodka this early in the morning
0: (laughs) (laughs) who was your first serious girlfriend
3: oh that's a great question my goodness going down memory lane You know, I would say my first one, which was my uh, junior year in high school, was Amanda Kelly, a really nice young woman who was uh, Irish and was really nice and kind of was with me a little bit. And when all these scouts started showing up and scouting me and all of that, and I would say that, um, you know, Cynthia, who is um, my ex-wife and one of my great, dear, best friends in the world today.
0: What age did you get married?
3: I got married around 28.
0: Oh, so you, you had a, a good 10 years after signing your contract to meet women, go out with a lot of different women, and your rise to fame in baseball.
3: And I spent almost 13 years with Cynthia. We were married for uh, five, but um, you know today we're better friends today than we've ever been. And I'm, I'm really, really proud of that because the most important thing in both of our lives is the well-being of raising two strong self-esteem young women.
0: Well, your longtime relationship with jlo i mean i've I've met Jlo several times. she's an extraordinary woman uh extraordinarily talented and you were on the front pages of every single newspaper tabloid uh every TV entertainment show constantly for how many years how many years did you actually live and go out with jlo?
3: about four years
0: and was it exhilarating? I mean, I'm sure it was exhilarating. You looked exhilarated in every single picture. You never looked bored. I didn't see one picture where you ever looked bored. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not, I, 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 listen, I never feel bored in anything that I do in life. I'm, I, I wake up every day and I feel just so grateful for everything that I do. But look, we had a great time. Uh, more importantly, uh, we we always put the kids front and center in everything we do.
0: We mixed up the families really well. I, I thought it was, she had, what, three kids?
3: Uh, two. We had two and two. Two and two. Kids are doing well. Here's what I will tell you about Jennifer. Uh, and I was telling uh, some of my colleagues here the other day, um, she's the most talented human being I've ever been around, hardest worker, and I think she is the greatest performer, live performer in the world today that's alive.
0: And I think many people would agree with you. It's incredible what she does. So I, when I saw you in California, you didn't look like you were with anybody. Uh, are you dating anybody now that you can talk about?
3: I'm actually just spending a lot of lot of time with my girls, uh, trying to be at home, travel a little bit less, and putting a lot of my energy with Mark Laurie, my partner, into the Timberwolves. And uh, I'll tell you this, Martha, I've never been healthier happier and more grateful for this incredible life that you know, the good Lord has given me and to live in the greatest country in the world. I mean, you look what's happening in Russia and the Ukraine, uh, this awful pandemic that we've all had to live with and all the pain in the world and in this country. And I just feel like I wake up every day and thank the good Lord that A, I'm healthy and B, that I'm an American in the greatest country in the world.
0: What about your philanthropic interests?
3: Yeah. So, you know, I got some good advice from my mentor, Warren Buffett. And one of the things he talked to me about was, you know, do what you do really well, which is if it's baseball and basketball and business, do that and be focused and then let other people who are great at what they do, do that. So I've picked two organizations. Uh, one is the Boys and Girls Club, where I entered as a nine year old boy here in Miami. Uh, I sit on the board today and we've done a lot of work and resources uh, donated there. And then the University of Miami, which growing up here in Miami, we didn't have the, Miami, the Marlins, and the University of Miami was everything to any kid that grew up here. So I built out the field there at, it's called Mark Light Stadium, Alex Rodriguez Park at Mark Light Stadium, and uh, still very involved, almost 20 years on the board there, do a lot of work with the business school there today.
0: Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags, and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste.
4: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists.
0: In uh, 2013, you had your contract worth more than $100 million, a World Series ring, and you were considered one of the very, very, very best in your sport. After years of speculation from the public and denials on your part, uh, you admitted to using performance-enhancing drugs. That's an old story now, but what was it that finally induced you to just come straight?
3: You know, one day, I know you've written about 94, 95 books. I would love to maybe write a book with you one day, because I think one day when I'm a little older, I'll be able to kind of write a book and tell my story kind of from start to finish. I'm starting to work on a business book now. Um, I'm getting a lot of inquiries about, you know, business, sports, and and I think there's a lot of great lessons between, you know, sports and, and business. But going back to the suspension year, you know, I thought it was really, really important to take full accountability for everything. You know, the details really weren't important. It wasn't, uh, I thought it was really important to just say, look, I'm guilty. I did it. Let me serve my suspension. Let me get my head down. At that time, I had an opportunity to turn the lens inward, start a therapy. That therapy hasn't stopped. It's been now over eight years. And like I always tell people, I'm I'm rounding second base and I got a lot more work to do. Um, And, you know, through this therapy, Martha, you realize that I'm a flawed human being in that uh, a lot of the mistakes, you know, go all the way back to when I was a child and when dad left at your year 10, Uh, for whatever reason you think it's your fault, you sometimes think you're not enough. And I think one of the things that's been the biggest paradigm shift in my life is that today I know that I'm enough.
0: That is great. And you're strong and you are honest with yourself and, and that's the way you have to be. So uh, a stumble is a stumble, but getting up and carrying on and exceeding in other fields is just an amazing feat. And you're that strong man that everybody looks up to now. And that's the best result of anything like that, right?
3: Yes. You know, it's it's interesting. People say like, you know, do you have these regrets and this and that? In in many ways, um, if if you have uh, a career that just ascends and goes straight up to the right, I don't think there's a lot of lessons to learn there. I think um,
0: I do not believe that you can make lemonade out of (laughs) lemons. I just I just can't stand and that whatever bad happens, it makes you a better person. I don't go for that.
3: Do you go for that? No, but I I do think that when you fall, the gift is not standing back up and the gift is not sharing what attributes, what it takes, what determination, work ethic, grit, dark days to be able to come back and keep fighting and not giving up. Because I've thought about giving up. Uh, I think we've all been in that dark room with you say, can I do it? And the, the answer is you've got them right. You can do it. you got to get up and you got to believe in yourself and start with one person at a time. And that person is yourself.
0: But what I like about you, you went into a totally different area and have succeeded amazingly well. You went into business in a big, big way and have succeeded so beautifully. And that's extremely admirable, A-Rod, really. And uh, I always say that rebuilding is harder than building. And you didn't have to really rebuild. You just went straight ahead and built something new. And that is fabulous.
3: You know, if you think about, thank you, Martha. If if you think about, um, Pat Riley talks about the capital stack in succeeding, Right? And how success looks like. And the first part of that capital stack is the upstart, which is the innocent climb. And then he goes into competing, and then he goes into winning, and then championships, and then dynasty. And every single one of those levels has a covenant, which the higher you get up in that capital stack, it gets harder and harder. And when you finally get to the top, as you know, it's very lonely at the top. So as you get up in that scale, it is much harder to your point to stay there. And it's very hard to rebuild.
0: It is. It's really hard. Well, you and your co-host, Michael Kay, um, read mean tweets on your show. I love that you read those mean tweets. I, I try not to read my mean tweets just because they either make me laugh or I just want to, you know, answer them and you can't ever answer them. But reading them out loud is fantastic. And uh, people do seem to have a real visceral reaction to you. You attract the good and the bad, as I do. I mean, if I say anything, anything political, boy, do I get it. So, people either love you or hate you. How do you
3: feel? Well, I feel loved and uh, I feel like I'm in a good place. You know, I think the scariest thing, Martha, and I think you and I have not been this type of person where you walk in the room and there's no reaction. You walk in the room and people are gonna look uh, and everyone's gonna have an opinion. And in many ways, I feel like I'm the same way. And I don't see that as a bad thing. I see that as a, as a blessing. All you can do is the best version of yourself and some people are going to like you and some people are not. And that's okay. I think when I was younger, you, you were so concerned whether people liked you or not that it consumed you, you know, eight years in therapy and kind of getting a little bit older, you realize that, Hey, you're not going to win them all.
0: Now I wanted to ask in, I think it was 2018. I had a really nervous, good thrill. And when I had to throw out the first pitch at the Yankees game. They, do you know that I, they asked me to do that and I got a coach and they showed me how to throw a baseball. I stood on the mound. I should have moved a little bit closer to home plate because that's a long distance. So I didn't quite make the ball to home plate, but I did throw in a straight line and it could have been a strike if I got, if I got over home plate, but.
3: Were you nervous?
0: Oh, of course I was nervous. And, and, And that stadium that, oh, what do you think of the new Yankee stadium, by the way?
3: I love it. I oh,
0: good. It. I do too. It's a really nice stadium, but I was so nervous. What was your greatest thrill at Yankee Stadium?
3: I mean, that's an easy one, right? Because I is um, definitely Game Six of the 2009 World Series. 45,000 people going crazy. Mariano Rivera, the greatest closer of all times, at the rubber. Victorino hitting for the Phillies. Grand Bar-de-can-o to Teixeira. <laughs> And the Yankees are world champions for the 27th time. And you think about it every day. Once you're a world champion in New York, you're a champion for life. And there's not a day that goes by that I I walk around New York City where somebody says, you know, firefighter or policeman or just common folk in the street says, hey, thank you for 2009. And look, it's been the last championship we've had there and uh, one championship in over 22 years.
0: Well, we look forward to seeing what else you do with your amazing life, Arod. And we really thank you very much for talking to us this morning. And uh, we wish you well in every single one of your endeavors. And I can't wait to see what the Timberwolves get to do this year and next year. And uh, with you behind them, I cannot imagine that they're not going to do really, really well. You're a great life coach. You're a really well-spoken human being and you really know what you're talking about. And I thank you so much. You are great. And I hope to see you soon.
3: And I'll make one invitation to you before I go. I often go from New York to Minnesota and back to New York in the same night. I would love for you to sit with me on the floor at Minnesota and then I'll bring you back to New York. And we Let's can- do that. Let's do that. I would love that. Okay? Thank you.
0: Great. It's a date. Bye-bye. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste.
4: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.